The Festival of St. Nicholas by Mary Mapes Dodge. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Peter. The Festival of St. Nicholas. We all know how, before the Christmas tree began to flourish in the home life of our country, a certain right jolly old elf with eight tiny reindeer used to drive his sleigh load of toys up to our housetops and then bound down the chimney to fill the stockings so hopefully hung by the fireplace his friends called him santa claus and those who were most intimate ventured to say old nick it was said that he originally came from holland doubtless he did but if so he certainly like many other foreigners changed his ways very much after landing upon our shores in holland st nicholas is a veritable saint and often appears in full costume with his embroidered robes glittering with gems and gold his mitre his crozier and his jewelled gloves here santa claus comes rollicking along on the twenty-fifth of december our holy christmas morn but in holland st nicholas visits earth on the fifth a time especially appropriated to him early on the morning of the sixth which is st nicholas day he distributes his candies toys and treasures and then vanishes for a year christmas day is devoted by the hollanders to church rites and pleasant family visiting it is on st nicholas eve that their young people become half wild with joy and expectation to some of them it is a sorry time for the saint is very candid and if any of them have been bad during the past year he is quite sure to tell them so sometimes he carries a birch rod under his arm and advises the parents to give them scoldings in place of confections and floggings instead of joys it was well that the boys hastened to their abodes on that bright winter evening for in less than an hour afterwards the saint made his appearance in half the homes of holland he visited the king's palace and in the selfsame moment appeared in annie bowman's comfortable home probably one of our silver half-dollars would have purchased all that his saintship left at the peasant bowman's but a half-dollar's worth will sometimes do for the poor what hundreds of dollars may fail to do for the rich it makes them happy and grateful fills them with new peace and love hilda von gleck's little brothers and sisters were in a high state of excitement that night they had been admitted into the grand parlour they were dressed in their best and had been given two cakes apiece at supper hilda was as joyous as any why not st nicholas would never cross a girl of fourteen from his list just because she was tall and looked almost like a woman on the contrary he would probably exert himself to do honour to such an august-looking damsel who could tell so she sported and laughed and danced as gaily as the youngest and was the soul of all their merry games father mother and grandmother looked on approvingly so did grandfather before he spread his large red handkerchief over his face leaving only the top of his skull-cap visible this kerchief was his ensign of sleep earlier in the evening all had joined in the fun in the general hilarity there had seemed to be a difference only in bulk between grandfather and the baby indeed a shade of solemn expectation now and then flitting across the faces of the younger members and made them seem rather more thoughtful than their elders now the spirit of fun reigned supreme the very flames danced and capered in the polished grate 
a pair of prim candles that had been staring at the astral lamp began to wink at other candles far away in the mirrors there was a long bell-rope suspended from the ceiling in the corner made of glass beads netted over a cord nearly as thick as your wrist it generally hung in the shadow and made no sign but to-night it twinkled from end to end its handle of crimson glass sent reckless dashes of red at the papered wall turning its dainty blue stripes into purple passers-by halted to catch the merry laughter floating through curtain and sash into the street then skipped on their way with the startled consciousness that the village was wide awake at last matters grew so uproarious that the grandsire's red kerchief came down from his face with a jerk what decent old gentleman could sleep in such a racket Minheer von Gleck regarded his children with astonishment. The baby even showed symptoms of hysterics. It was high time to attend to business. Mevro suggested that, if they wished to see the good St. Nicholas, they should sing the same loving invitation that had brought him the year before. The baby stared, and thrust his fist into his mouth as Minheer put him down upon the floor. Soon he sat erect, and looked with a sweet scowl at the company. With his lace and embroideries, and his crown of blue ribbon and whalebone, for he was not quite past the tumbling age, he looked like the king of babies. The other children, each holding a pretty willow basket, formed at once in a ring, and moved slowly round the little fellow, lifting their eyes meanwhile, for the saint to whom they were about to address themselves was yet in mysterious quarters. Mevro commenced playing softly upon the piano. Soon the voices rose, gentle youthful voices rendered all the sweeter for their tremor welcome friend saint nicholas welcome bring no rod for us to-night while our voices bid thee welcome every heart with joy is light tell us every fault and failing we will bear thy keenest railing so we sing so we sing thou shalt tell us everything welcome friend saint nicholas welcome welcome to this merry band Happy children, greet thee, welcome, thou art gladdening all the land. Fill each empty hand and basket, tis thy little ones who ask it. So we sing, so we sing, thou wilt bring us everything. During the chorus, sundry glances, half in eagerness, half in dread, had been cast towards the polished folding doors. Now a loud knocking was heard. The circle was broken in an instant some of the little ones with a strange mixture of fear and delight pressed against their mother's knee grandfather bent forward with his chin resting upon his hand grandmother lifted her spectacles mainheer von gleck seated by the fireplace slowly drew his meerschaum from his mouth while hilda and the other children settled themselves beside him in an expectant group the knocking was heard again come in said the mevra softly the door slowly opened and St. Nicholas, in full array, stood before them. You could have heard a pin drop. Soon he spoke. What a mysterious majesty in his voice! What kindliness in his tone! Karl von Gleck, I am pleased to greet thee, and thy honoured Vrau, Catherine, and thy son, and his good Vrau, Annie. Children, I greet ye all. Hendrik, Hilda, Broom, Katie, Huyens and Lucretia, and thy cousins, Wolfert, Diedrich, Macon, Wust, and Katrina. Good children ye have been in the main, since I last accosted ye. 
Diedrich was rude at the Harlem fair last fall, but he has tried to atone for it since. Macon has failed of late in her lessons, and too many sweets and trifles have gone to her lips, and too few stivers to her charity box. Diedrich, I trust, will be a polite, manly boy for the future, and Macon will endeavour to shine as a student. Let her remember, too, that economy and thrift are needed in the foundation of a worthy and generous life. Little Katie has been cruel to the cat more than once. St. Nicholas can hear the cat cry when its tail is pulled. I will forgive her, if she will remember from this hour that the smallest dumb creatures have feeling and must not be abused. As Katie burst into a frightened cry, the saint graciously remained silent until she was soothed. "'Master Broom,' he resumed, "'I warn thee that boys who are in the habit of putting snuff upon the footstove of the schoolmistress may one day be discovered and receive a flogging.' Master Broom coloured and stared in great astonishment. "'But thou art such an excellent scholar, I shall make thee no further reproof.' Thou, Hendrick, didst distinguish thyself in the archery match last spring, and hit to the dull, though the bird was swung before it to unsteady thine eye. I give thee credit for excelling in manly sport and exercise, though I must not unduly countenance thy boat-racing, since it leaves thee too little time for thy proper studies. Lucretia and Hilda shall have a blessed sleep to-night. The consciousness of kindness to the poor— devotion in their souls and cheerful hearty obedience to household rule will render them happy with one and all i avow myself well content goodness industry benevolence and thrift have prevailed in your midst therefore my blessing upon you and may the new year find all treading the paths of obedience wisdom and love to-morrow you shall find more substantial proofs that i have been in your home farewell with these words came a great shower of sugar-plums upon a linen sheet spread out in front of the doors. A general scramble followed. The children fairly tumbled over each other in their eagerness to fill their baskets. Mervrau cautiously held the baby down upon the sheet till the chubby little fists were filled. Then the bravest of the youngsters sprang up and threw open the closed doors. In vain they searched the mysterious apartment. St. Nicholas was nowhere to be seen. Soon they all sped to another room, where stood a table, covered with the whitest of linen damask. Each child, in a flutter of pleasure, laid a shoe upon it, and each shoe held a little hay for the good saint's horse. The door was then carefully locked, and its key hidden in the mother's bedroom. Next followed good-night kisses, a grand family procession to the upper floor, merry farewells at bedroom doors, and silence, at last, reigned in the von Gleck mansion. Early the next morning, the door was solemnly unlocked and opened in the presence of the assembled household, when, lo, a sight appeared, proving good St. Nicholas to be a saint of his word. Every shoe was filled to overflowing, and beside each stood a many-coloured pile. The table was heavy with its load of presents, candies, toys, trinkets, books, and other articles. Everyone had gifts, from grandfather down to the baby. End of the Festival of St. Nicholas by Mary Mapes Dodge